watching One Piece. Watching One Piece. We are. Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast about the rubber boy sad whale anime called One Piece. My name is Joe. I'm joined as always by Jory. How you doing, Jory? Hi. I'm I'm doing all right. I think. I uh you think well, I don't know. You watch this fun show, your friends like, "Hey, you want to watch this show?" And I'm like, "Yeah." All right. There's a silly whale fun. 50 episodes in. Yeah, there's a there's a whale 50 episodes in and it's like never comes up again. And like, "Damn, that's that's pretty cool." You know, you you watch and you think, "Damn, this like part with this whale represents like Luffy's charisma and how easily he he is able to bond with anyone and anything including a whale who can't speak and then 300 episodes later it turns out that <laughs> whale made a similar bond with someone else and then you're crying who is now who is now a skeleton <laughs> and 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 luffy has made that bond with brook and now that they've been through so much together it's revealed to brook that his friend is still there and still waiting. And we all cry. Uh, and then it gets more sad than that. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, because before that, we we left off last time. With everyone uh, with, about to be murdered. Yeah, we left off last time in, 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 a, in a moment of, of true despair. Uh, today we're going to be covering episodes 366. No, 376 through 381. A bit of a shorter run, but I, there's a lot here. <laughs> there's like yeah. there's like three or four separate contained threads. One of them is the last half of the last episode is one entire fucking thing. But we'll, we'll get into it. We start with where, where we left off with with uh, Kuma, the the tyrant Kuma, one of the warlords, saying, "I'm gonna murder all the Straw Hats," and Zoro's like, "Shit." I'm like half dead already, but I guess I got to protect all my friends because Luffy's unconscious. Yep. And I mean, no one else is going to fucking do it. So no, I'm kind of surprised that Chopper didn't like try his monster form or anything. That would be cool. That's like the only thing that I could think of anyone in the crew doing. And maybe he's just like, that's a bad idea. I'd kill everyone <laughs> or or something. I don't know how many rumble balls he used in Thriller Bark. I think but. he only used one. Yeah, he didn't. He did a few things, but he mostly just fought alongside other people in his normal forms. Yeah, I'm just realizing this now that I guess I'm surprised Chopper didn't do that in a moment of desperation. Um, but I'll you know put a pin in that idea. Um, <laughs> what is what is my first? My first note says, "Hey, oh, I was watching the dub again, and uh, the one of the first things that happens is it, we, we start with Kuma having attacked a bunch of the pirates." that are, you know, reformed from being shadowless. And one of them says, hang in there, little buddy, to another one. And I just wrote that down, because uh, hang in there, little buddy, says adult man to adult man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like a lot. Uh, the next thing I have is a quote from Kuma, where he explains his power. So I don't know if you want to talk about how he just kind of fucks everybody up really quick. I don't I don't even know if I fully fucking understand what his power is. Um Well, it it, it gets more complicated in the next episode too. <laughs> yeah. He he has the pawpaw fruit. Um mm -hmm. 
Not he he's not it doesn't make him like a super cool grandpa or anything. It's P A W P A W like animal paws. Uh yeah. just have to make that clear. Um and yeah, and yeah. And he he has like pads on his in his palms and it looks really fucked up and weird. And he can like shoot super high speed bubbles at people. And he can like deflect mm-hmm. attacks with them. He can Yeah. Like, I I actually love how it's because it is called the paw paw fruit, but I was watching the dub and they call it he, he says he has paw palms, which mm-hmm. is like has the same sonic sound, but it like it is two distinct words and I just really like that detail. Anyways, yeah, I wrote down a quote uh that in the dub he says, "I simply deflect air pressure at light speed." Um, simply, when he, when he, simply, yeah, he does use that word. He has a very <laughs> calm tone of voice, um, but that he—that's how—that's how he shoots the waves of of air at at people. Um, but then again, it's like so his his palms can deflect anything, including sheer air pressure, and he uses it in some pretty fucked up ways uh, here in a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah. Especially, like, I think it's just the two episodes he's in, spoilers, but uh, he does, like, two increasingly fucked up things <laughs> in that time. <laughs> um, that's just with his devil fruit power. Even more things are fucked up uh, beyond that. I remember this this fight with Kuma being solely a Zoro fight. And yeah, um... that's, that's kind of the next episode. But I do like in this episode that we do see him being capable of eliminating every straw hat single-handedly. Granted, they're all, like, worn down, but yeah. I... Just... just For for reasons that will parallel the future, I am glad to... like I, I understand the point of seeing it happen to everyone. I don't know how else to better phrase that, but <laughs> without just <laughs> making everything worse, but... Um, I, I It was something that I drew my attention to on, on this watch, that he... he, he fucks up everyone and uh Zoro kind of is like hey stop it please let me do this and then Sanji tries to attack him um but can everyone tries to attack him but no one c- can do anything yeah and uh Zoro also knocks out Sanji later oh yeah he 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 hits him with his sword yeah that was pretty good is this the episode where Z- like Sanji tries to kick him and then just like Acts like his leg broke, right? Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, everyone tries to do something and it doesn't. Nothing like lands or even like connects or does anything. Yeah, it's like what is he made out of? If if Sanji's kick hurt him and he didn't flinch, it was like directly in the face or something. Yeah, I had I had two thoughts because I knew the reveal in the next episode, but I also thought it could be something else. But I'm pretty sure it's just the reveal in the other episode. But um, I I do like because as he's like slowly accepting everyone's attacks and deflecting them or just ignoring them, he kind of disses everyone who as they attack him. <laughs> um, and when he's like, "Oh, Sniper King," that's clearly a title you gave to yourself. <laughs> 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 as he as he does like the Firebird Star and just ignores it. But yeah, that's pretty much just the episode. Yeah, it's, um, 
He just fights everybody. Everyone trying to fight him. Uh, you sent a Snapchat of Robin having an inappropriately like goofy thought as as everyone, all of her friends are about to get murdered. Yeah, she's like, oh, like a cat. Cats are cute. Like <laughs> about the paws. Yeah. yeah, like that reveal is like. <laughs> There's like a 30 second to a minute beat of like everyone having comedic reactions, but then they continue to die. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's trying to take him down. And then he's like, well, time to he's like starts like doing this weird like air compression thing. And he's like, yeah. time to kill everyone. All right. Yeah. Time to everyone to die. <laughs> yeah, it's it, there's a line in this episode that I don't know if it was in the subs because I don't think it makes a ton of sense. But he says that he, like, doesn't believe in giving mercy to anyone. Was there a line like that in the subtitles that you noticed? Yeah. Because basically everyone there is pirates and he's like, they they deserve it. Yeah. That's a weird line, especially considering how the rest of these episodes go. Um, <laughs> but I, I noticed it and I thought it was weird. He he Yeah, he starts putting, he puts his hands up in the air. It almost just looks like they're vibrating in place but then it starts to become visible that he's making a pocket of air more and more compressed by deflecting it back at itself he's making a big air bomb between his hands and it slowly gets smaller and smaller so and then visible to even the straw hats and yeah he makes this big bomb and does it does it he put he just uses it in this episode right so uh he he gets it ready and he's like hey wait a minute I won't murder everyone if you just give me Luffy. And in a move that I thought was a little bit surprising, of course, all the Straw Hats are like, no, we're not going to do that. But all the other pirates there, they're all like, no, we're not giving you Luffy. We can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Even the, even the, I'm reading their name as the Rolling Pirates. I had forgotten. But even like, like everyone there is like, no, he just beat. Moria and saved all of our lives and lives of people not here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he fr- he saved a thousand people <laughs> just now. Um, So much so that he knocked himself unconscious. But yeah, that was really, that was like weirdly powerful moment. Because even though I was like, there's, there's no world in which anyone, any character in this show that we like would, would, would hand over Luffy in that trade. Yeah. It still is like really effective to to see everyone yell back, and Kuma's like, "Ah, bummer." Anyways, here's my <laughs> yeah, fucking bomb, <laughs> and then blows him up. Yeah, and then everyone dies, and the show ends. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Luffy's bold, bold not choice. king of the pirates. Uh, no, it's actually buggy. <laughs> weird. That's uh, um. That's that's Andrew's theory is that it'll be buggy. That's a, that's a good theory. I I do have like. A suspicion in the back of my head that it'll it'll end up being something like in Dragon Ball, how even though Goku and Gohan and them have saved the world, uh, some like famous martial arts asshole gets all the credit. Yeah, that's that's kind of uh, like, like, like Luffy and- will get the real treasure, and someone like Buggy will get the like title. Basically, mm-hmm. that's I, I think Andrew has pitched it to me like the treasure will be something that Luffy's like, oh, I don't really want this. I just wanted. To, to succeed at this challenge and then like buggy you'll pick it up <laughs> and he'll and he'll get the credit but everyone will know it's luffy <laughs> which is i think 
true to both character arcs because Buggy yes. just progressively fails upward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, his... his Like whole- all clowns. <laughs> <laughs> just like our introduction is him just fucking... To, to him getting his powers as he accidentally ate fruit because he got startled. Like... <laughs> Buggy is such a character. I wonder if we'll see him again. Probably not. Maybe. No. I, I know you said he's in that Stampede movie. I'm sure they brought him back. Just like, remember this guy from the beginning of the I mean, series? they brought back Foxy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Ugh, what a weird movie Stampede was. Anyways. Uh, yeah, that's 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 the episode. And that might be the quickest we've recapped one episode. Um, yeah. But then well, 377. Three hours because we only care about the fighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Typical American. <laughs> uh, there's really not that much fighting. They just no. Kuma wins. Yeah. Um, but then 377 is uh, some some more of that. I don't really remember how it starts because I, I really the first thing I have written down is is Kuma talking to Zoro. I just don't remember when he wakes up. So I remember that. Kuma, like, he picks up Luffy. He's like, all right, I got to take him in. And then uh, Zoro attacks him. And Zoro finds out something real fucked up about Kuma. Oh, yeah. He actually lands an attack and it tears his jacket. And we learn something from that. So, Kuma is a cyborg and he is. He's not only just a cyborg. But he is, like, a, a specific kind of cyborg created to work for the world government by a character that I'm sure will never be mentioned again, Dr. Veng- Vegapunk. Is that the first time we've heard the name? I think so. Maybe okay. Chopper's mentioned him before? I don't know. There's a couple, there, there's a lot of names like that where I'm like, is this the first time we've heard it? But I think... It could be for for Vegapunk, but yeah, he he was he was he's a pacifista turned or created by Vegapunk, and he also has the devil fruit powers. So that's a lot of fucked up things. And as Zoro learns that, he sees all these wires and shit coming out of his shoulder. And he's like, "Well, guess I'll shoot a big laser out of my face." <laughs> Just opens up his mouth and has like a targeting thing in his eye. It's like. It's like from zero to ten, he turns into the fucking Terminator. Yeah, I was gonna say he's definitely. He, there's no way he's not meant to be in some way be like a Terminator. Yeah, which is like Frankie's definitely not, which is interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, they're like two. Like it's interesting because like, oh yeah, we know robots exist, but somehow this is still a terrifying revelation because it's so much worse <laughs> than our than our friend who stitched himself back together. But yeah, then Zoro, I, th- I think Zoro pretty much quickly knows he can't do anything here yeah Um, he offers to to give up his life instead of luffy's because he is willing to give up his dream so that luffy can still achieve his that's how dedicated zoro is to luffy which yeah is i think it's it's really cool to see because on the the like level of how much how luffy helped zoro versus how luffy's helped someone like Robin or Frankie or Brooke and stuff. It's not mm-hmm. like the stakes weren't nearly as high. Like Luffy just got him his swords and untied him. Yeah, no, I think I think Zoro's relationship comes from 
just the amount of time they've been together now. Yeah. Um, cause it, yeah, it really was just like a really inconsequential fine. I'll, I'll help you since I'm, you know, stuck in the situation right now. And I guess the stakes yeah. of that situation were death. Um, even though it's kind of weird to think about now, cause it was like, you know, <laughs> ax hand Morgan and a weird <laughs> kid, but, uh, yeah, like he, he, and then he's just, been through so much and he's like no i i know luffy will be king of the pirates take take my head instead and that's it, it, and it's much as i like we rag on zoro a lot in this podcast um because his fights usually just kind of end <laughs> um sometimes they're cool sometimes it's like okay there's nothing they, great to say about it it's just they nice usually to look don't at. give him a lot of depth like no he doesn't we, he's a very stoic character and i yeah. think and so in this it, show, it's not that, like used in a good way. Yeah, I think I think it makes it might. I don't know if the stoic stoicness makes moments like this stand out stronger, or if it would hit that strong anyway. I think it would anyway for this show. Um, there's actually a line later on, I think, where Brooke maybe in a flashback says like, "Don't make fun of me for being sincere and genuine," <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about like in this show. I think those like that sincerity that you know, characters being open about their emotions is so much more powerful than Zoro being stoic all the time to be cool. And, like, maybe his coolness balances things out, I think. I don't know. I stand by all the shit we've said on this podcast about him. They did a quick visual gag that I think kind of makes fun of how he's always so, like, stoic in the last episode for this bunch, but I'll I'll bring that up when we get there. I think I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I do because I noticed it as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, he sleeps a lot. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think this 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 moment lands. I think this is easily like one of my favorite One Piece moments. Period is like this episode, or maybe it's the is it the next episode? No, it's definitely this one where it all happens. But uh, yeah, just like Zoro is cool. Yeah, Zoro Zoro is great. But uh, then Sanji decides to to butt in. This is kind of like One Piece Endgame: two people fighting to throw themselves off of a cliff. <laughs> yeah, Sanji this is the- gets up. He's like, "No, no, I'll kill me instead." But Zoro, no, he can't do that, and just knocks him out. Yeah, I think. Yeah, this is when Zoro just like hits him with the the hilt of his sword and knocks him unconscious. Yeah, fuck you. And then yeah, Zoro throws his swords down. And is like, hey, please just, you know, have some honor. And um, what Kuma decides to do, how he handles this situation, is to pick up Luffy. (laughs) And he says he'll spare Luffy, but Zoro has to take his place by experiencing all the pain he has endured on Thriller Bark. And how how would you describe his method of making Zoro feel such pain? So he Kuma walks over, he he picks up Luffy, and he puts his his hand paw thing to him, and then just a big old red bubble starts coming out of Luffy. Yeah, he he deflects pain out of Luffy. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Sure. It's uh. <laughs> and he he gets a big old bubble and then 
he sends over like a tiny little bit to Zoro, and Zoro like falls to the ground in horrific pain from just mm-hmm. a little bit of it. Yeah, this is like Zoro hasn't rested. This will all be on top of his pain from Thriller Bark too. And I'm trying to like he fought Ryuma and a bunch of shit before that. Yeah, Zoro's definitely the second most injured out of all of them. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm trying to think if anyone like like Brooks kind of in pieces, but that's different. <laughs> yeah, he's different. Uh, but but yeah, and then. Zoro still is like Zoro says, "Let me pick the place that I do it." Yeah, because I think Kuma says something along the lines of, "You will not survive this." Yeah, he 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 tells him that like it'll probably kill him if he does it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why he's he's taking that as a thing. And I I really like this because the whole thing kind of it it makes the way that Zoro's role is in the crew have more, like, emotion to it, in a sense. Because the way it feels like Zoro's role in the crew is to be, like, the muscle, in a sense. Like, he's the bodyguard kind of thing. And him doing this is he's, like, taking on everything that he do- that you wouldn't want the captain dealing with. That's kind of yeah, how I he's... feel Zoro is in a role. Like, he takes up, like, taking on... Even though it's it's like a minor thing because Luffy's gonna fight the main bad guy, not the first in command bad guy. But Zoro does that for him, so Luffy has the strength to fight the main bad guy. Yeah, he he he's like he really takes the second in command thing seriously, and we've seen it come out a couple times in 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 like holding situations down. He he makes a big deal about like making sure things are handled properly at the end of Water Seven in terms of bringing Usopp back. Yeah. Um. And, you know, he almost comes off as an asshole, but I think I understand it. Yeah. And, <clears throat> I mean, it works out for the best that way, too. Because uh, it's like, hey, no, Usopp has to have character development. I swear yeah. to God. <laughs> That's the thing. I think I think his role and his his place in, in the show and the crew has evolved over nearly 400 episodes. Just, like, <laughs> maybe just in Oda's mind and internally. Uh, yeah. So, it, it's, it's rare moments that we truly see him do shit like this because usually his his expression is just in quips or fighting with sanji or fighting period with swords yeah but he does this and he picks in a location far away from everybody and we see him like standing next to this big bubble and then he just sticks his fucking arms in <laughs> yeah and i think it just fades to white yeah we don't get to see what happens um, we get to see the aftermath, and it's fucked up. Yeah, um, uh, based, based on what I'm reading, it cuts from that to Kuma leaving, yeah. where he, he just, he, I guess he says, um, you really have an impressive son, or something, about Luffy. Yeah. Um, which is interesting, that, that seems to imply Kuma having known Dragon enough to say that, but whatever, just a nice little quip before he leaves. Yeah, that's all. It and is. yeah, yeah. I, that's the thing. I'm like interesting that he would go out of his way to say that he doesn't believe in mercy, and then he does, though. <laughs> uh, but anyways, then we then we see the Straw Hats wake up, and all the other pirates start to wake up from from the big attack. And uh, 
everyone's kind of like kind of surprised because Luffy is just like he it's like he took a nap like yeah Luffy's like Luffy's of, back to normal yeah none of the events of Thrill of Arc happened basic yeah I mean literally that's that's how he feels but yeah he's jumping around he's like verbally ta- like he's he's talking about how weird it is that he's just a back to to, to normal and new um, and everyone's like that's weird Chopper's concerned. I think someone makes some joke about him being hit so hard in the head that he doesn't feel pain anymore. <laughs> um, but then Sanji wakes up and realizes Zoro isn't here and sees his swords on the ground and is like, oh, fuck. And it's like Luffy's here. Zoro isn't. This is bad. And he looks around for him and he he actually sees him. He sees him standing just like off in the middle of nowhere yeah. And as he walks up, he realizes there's like a, I don't know, I would say like 100 foot radius of blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, and, you know, this this scene's kind of long, so I, I don't think, I, you know, describing it does the the, the tension or, or the story beats any, any real justice. Yeah. But Sanji's like, you know, frantically asking what happened, like, where's, where's the Shishibukai, where's... Uh, you know, what happened? What did you do? And he's caked in blood himself. Um, Zoro, I mean. And Zoro's like, nothing happened. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. And then that's that's the end of the episode. <laughs> is is and I, I, th- I think about the w- what that means for Zoro. And then, like, the, com- the combination of doing that and then, ve- like, being very firm about Never talking about it. Just nothing <laughs> happened. Yeah. We're moving on. He's gone. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll quickly find out in the next episode that he's just unconscious for like the next two episodes. Hi, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Joe. Sugar We're Going Down podcasting is exactly what it sounds like. Each week, we get a random Fall Out Boy song and discuss it in various ways, such as... What are its merits musically? Is it a bop? Does it have chugs? It's lyrical complexity. Sometimes Pete writes a triple entendre, and sometimes he doesn't even finish the first entendre. Does the video make any goddamn sense, though? Usually, no. How gay does it make us feel? Usually, a lot of gay. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your personal podcatcher of choice and get a new episode every Wednesday until it kills us. Caitlin, is this more than you bargained for yet? Honestly, it already is. (laughs) (laughs) So so it's Zoro covered in blood and unconscious and for no reason. We just, nothing happened. Um... We, we we move on then to episode 378, and my first note just says Ace, and I don't remember why. <laughs> because, uh, unfortunately, the two worst characters in this arc are still alive. Um, oh, yes. So, um, I don't, I don't, I, it might be the, I guess it's the first thing I wrote down. I don't see it here. Uh, this summary on the wiki is weird like the long summary doesn't include it but the short summary does but it starts with yeah a ship where um hogback and absalom are, are leaving thriller bark and moria's unconscious there um and i guess I, are they reading a newspaper or do they just magically know this shit 
I don't remember. Um, I think they, I think they heard stuff about it because of. Oh right, they're talking about. I don't. I guess this is a detail we didn't get before because they're talking about why Kuma came. Yeah, because Kuma talked arc. with Moria about stuff. Yeah. Did we? All right. So they say they talk about Blackbeard joining the the warlords. I don't yes. think we knew how he got there until yeah, now. If, yeah, this is when they reveal because when they when he, we first saw Kuma talking to Moria earlier in the arc, he was like, "Yep, we've replaced Crocodile with Blackbeard, and I can help you beat Luffy, so we don't have to replace you because that'll cause problems." Mm-hmm. And here we are with Moria unconscious. Um, floating away to, to who knows where. But, yeah, so I guess that this is the reveal of how Blackbeard, what what he did to to be offered this position or to gain it, because his bounty was zero, I think. I think that's said. Yeah, he didn't have a bounty. Which is interesting. But, yeah, so I think I might have hinted at it before, because I think I mentioned something about the last time we saw Blackbeard, uh, but now it now it confirms it that he he his defeating of Ace in that fight that we saw before is what got him that role. So things aren't looking great for Ace. We don't know much. We can we can talk about it a little more at you know the last episode of today's batch. Um, but uh, that's a that's a bummer. I I just wrote down Ace for that whole sequence. Um, <laughs> um uh, did you? I watch it like once a day because I'm I'm an awful monster. But that that clip of that uh, virtual YouTuber Japan, she's playing she plays a lot of Grand Theft Auto Five and starts singing "We Are." I watched like the full like section of that on the VOD VOD of when she's streaming it, and it's mm-hmm. so funny because she's like she's playing GTA Five and then she runs towards the beach and as she's doing it, the like uh, the instruments for We Are start playing and she like jumps into a boat and like as it goes, she <laughs> she, she sings the whole song and then gets done and like wrecks the ship or something and then swims up above the water and there's there's just a guy who's. A GTA Online character is made to look like Ace, and she starts like screaming Ace and laughing because <laughs> it definitely wasn't planned. That's great. <laughs> I've seen that clip of just the the We Are clip that I, that you're talking about. It's but, so uh, good. It, it is. It's it's a precious gift. <laughs> um, so I look forward to 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 figuring out his situation later. Yeah. Um, but but for now, we see the Straw Hats celebrating. As they do at the end of every arc, this I think this arc is a little light on the celebration because all of it is kind of packed with other shit, like like all like the celebration shit. Stuff, yeah, yeah, is is intercut with with some stuff from Brooke, but uh, they're 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 not really sure why, but their ship is is fully stocked with food and treasure already. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what happened to Perona, by the way? Eh. <laughs> she got touched by the pobs, and now she's gone. Don't worry about it. From from what I understand about his uh, ability, I feel like he he could just like launch people across the earth. So, yeah, I mean, just send her flying straight to jail. He asked he her to. where she wanted to go. Like okay. he asked he asked if it, where she would take a vacation, and then he. <laughs> Sent her off flying, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to... Maybe we'll see her again. If she landed in water, she's dead. But, you know, it's it's kind of a real 
real gamble. But uh, we know nothing about Kuma, and he doesn't believe in mercy. So, yeah. Anyways, um, they're all hanging out on the ship. Uh, they're Nami's stoked about the treasure. Uh, Luffy finds a bracelet he really likes and puts it on. That's important. Um, that he likes this bracelet, and I oh. think it's U- I think it's Usopp who's like, I can't believe Nami's just letting him have that. But she's like, Oh, that's just costume jewelry. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but he wears it for the rest of these episodes. He likes it a lot. Um, and uh, he wears it on his arm, by the way. It's like it's it, they call it a bracelet, but he's like wearing it on his bicep. Yeah. But yeah, I guess uh, some other pe- the so the Risky Brothers, they saw what happened to Zoro. But um, Sanji kind of like before they can tell anyone, Sanji drags him away and then asks them what happened and then says, don't tell anyone else. Yeah, the like the Risky Brothers, the guys who are the the squirrels when they were uh, zombies, they saw it and then they really wanted to tell people Zoro's act of heroism. It's so cool. Yeah. But Sanji already knows that whatever happened, Zoro doesn't want to tell anyone. Yeah. So he so he he still gets to know. <laughs> he in, still asks them. Yeah. In, in a way, it, it fits like Sanji's thing, how Sanji's just like weirdly sneaky and just involved all the time, but uh-huh. also not there. But also, I, I, I think it's interesting, too, because I feel like Sanji's motivation is to know what he's keeping from the crew. Yeah. Because he's just like, I will honor Zoro's thing, but I want to know why. And, and and so he does. He he understands the way Zoro is and that Zoro wouldn't want to just have it be, like, praised for it or anything. Because it's like, it kind of goes along with um when, to me, it kind of fits when Nami was like, you guys can't just fight over something like this. This is stupid. And Zoro's like, you don't understand. Only men can, men gotta settle their problems this way. But in a less like shitty way, he's like, "This is a thing that's settled. I don't. It's like part of my job duties. I don't need praise or like anything mm-hmm. for it." Yeah, I didn't go above and beyond. This is just what's expected of me, yes. and what's expected of him is everything he physically can do to protect Luffy. Yes, including die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's phys- it's impossible for him to go above and beyond. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't want a lot of. Uh, you know, attention or, or credit for it. So so that's that. They end up coming back in, and Luffy's like, hey, you were going to tell us what happened to Zoro. And uh, they, they like, try to act all cool. And he's like, oh, it's nothing. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So then they start partying. Yes, they start partying, and it's wonderful. There's a scene of Luffy trying to feed Zoro's unconscious body. <laughs> I just, I, I love the party sequences. I feel like... I think this is my favorite one just because of how much story progression they cut into it. Um, yeah. I love the visual of Luffy on the piano while Brooke <laughs> plays it. It's one of my favorite like visual things in the show. Um, I want like a Renaissance painting of that. Honestly, yeah. It's um, I, I, I think these, these last few episodes are why I think of Thriller Park so highly, even though the whole thing smacks of gender. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's good. This, this, this section is, is particularly strong because we get all that Zoro stuff and now we get all this broke stuff and um, a bunch of other really ominous setup things. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's fucked up a bit. But I, yeah. I, just, I like getting this downtime and it feels like uh, 
a good spot for a character to like give more information on their story instead of yeah. like in the middle of a battle like everyone's tired and it's like no i gotta tell you everything about me and then mm-hmm. cut to that like this is this is better than like brooks screaming it at them as loopy's about to like fight moria or something yeah like before it it, it came up off screen um but it was like right after a battle had ended and brooke had reunited with with frankie and robin yeah. And um, I still think about how great it is that he tells it to two people who didn't meet Laboon. I, I love that. Uh, but but now we get the 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 follow up of, you know, Luffy knows and Brooke doesn't know that he knows or that they've met. So that's that's great. Uh, I also like I was just thinking about other party sequences. And I think I feel like the one at the end of Water 7 is weirdly weak. Um just, I, I don't know, I th- maybe just because it's so many episodes, and I'm just like, yeah, it could it could have been more condensed to focus on the Usopp stuff, and there's like one tiny scene where Robin talks to Okiji. Yeah. I just feel like it's kind of long, but it's good. Maybe I'm just, maybe I watched the filler. Maybe that's why I don't like it as much. <laughs> um, the, the filler is whatever. Uh, but anyways, Brooke is playing the piano. Uh, everybody's partying, and... Um, Luffy asks again, hey, so are you joining my crew? We got you your shadow back. And Brooke's like, that's really nice of you, but I, I made a promise I have to return to an old friend. And Luffy's like, oh, yeah, no, we know. We're, we're going there. T- we're going there, too. <laughs> yep. We are. We already know we're going there. And Brooke's like, oh, so you heard about Laboon. I don't know how much you heard, but... um." Well, he's a whale at this place, and Luffy's like, "No, no, no! I, I, I we've been there. <laughs> I know him. It's, a, it's that scene from Elf, but instead of Santa, it's Laboon. It's, it's like, just I like, know him. Hey, I, I made a promise to a whale that I'd return and see him one day, and everything. It's like, I, I know hey. it sounds weird, but <laughs> it's like." Hold up, this is crazy. You might not believe it, but I too made a promise to the same whale that we will come back for him. And and what what floors Brooke is that this is confirmation that Laboon is still there. Yeah. Like like he was gonna go back, he was gonna fulfill his promise, and it's it's not that he knows that Luffy is it's not like this he's crying because this man he met is is so kind to have cared for his friend. It's like holy shit, they're they're still there. It's been 50 years! Ugh. And however long it's been since... I mean, Brooke says 50 years. I don't know how long it's been since Luffy was there in-universe. Yeah. I, it, I mean, it's been, what, like, seven years for the show? Um, yeah. Thriller Bark takes place in, like, one night, so... <laughs> yeah. The, like... That's something I've, I've, I'm curious about is, like, what the... Pat, if there's, like, an actual timeline that Oda has, it's like... How much actual time passes? Yeah, because something I I always notice when I see, like, clips from early One Piece and stuff is, like, or when they show flashbacks to earlier episodes, like, Luffy, Nami, and... Luffy and Nami specifically look like children. Yeah, the art style has changed a ton, too. Yeah, and I don't know if that's just, like, the just the art style changing, or if it's just, like, a subtle they're getting older thing, or if it just works that way, or... I, I would say it's pretty... I, I would say it's morally just art style because, I mean, spoilers, there's a, time, there's a time skip. I think that's really where the designs change. And then, like, um, there, there's some stuff, like, in between bigger arcs where, like, outfits change. And um, some 
subtle style things tweak over time. But I, I, I would say that, like, I, I don't know how much time passed in, you know, since we've been watching, I would say probably a, a number of months, like a, maybe a year. But uh, I don't know. Like, they, they're, they're really particular about time sometimes. Like, they'll be like, oh, Luffy was out for three days after Alabasta. Or yeah. they'll they'll do, a like, a, some s- sort of jump in the middle of an arc where it'll be like, these many days pass, or we have this much time to complete a thing. Or concretely say that, like, yes, this is one day that, uh, you know, Thriller Barks takes place in. And it makes sense because the, the movement never really stops. It's just, like, anime time is weird in terms of, like, you know, they have three episodes in which they say there's a 30-minute countdown going. The thing about time that's weird with One Piece is they don't really concretely say how long they travel between arcs. Yeah. Um, And I I think that's probably the wiggle room where Oda probably says whatever's convenient for the story. Yeah. Um, And there's so many things where we cut away to, meanwhile, in another place... And it's like, all right, well, <laughs> uh, um, and then, you know, failure is weird, too. But it's uh, something that's like um, m- my usual reference point with like Dragon Ball Z. There's so much where like you don't think about it because it's just like quick lines of dialogue. But stuff like I think the the like last arc, the Majin Buu saga takes place over the smallest amount of time compared to the previous two, because mm. The Cell Saga takes place over, like, four or five years. They just, like, have a bunch of skips. Like, they don't tell you what's going on in between. Because it's not, like... Because, basically, the the character's like, in a year from now, these bad guys are going to show up, so you got to get ready. And, like, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, I think there might be some tiny moments like that in in One Piece. I don't think any... Like, there's no gaps that big, except for the, the time skip. Um... I think I think it's mostly consistently moving over shorter amount of times than it seems. But I'd be curious to look into it. I never have if there's like any concrete information. Like if someone was like, "Hey, between the show starting and the time skip, how how in long in universe was that?" I, I would love to know that. Like, oh, that was you know that was a year. That was eight months or something. Um, but I don't know. The thing is, we'll we'll get huge arcs of singular events that take a day <laughs> so <laughs> realistically i have no idea um yeah. <laughs> anyways it takes us years to talk about it that's what matters so what else happens in this episode i think it's i don't think we get any of the flashback yet i think it's just the reveal it like, like brook starts to brook yeah. yeah um oh he starts playing binks binks sake binks brew mm. depending binks on the booze is in the official booze. subtitles Okay, uh, Binks Brew is in the dub, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I remember Binks Sake from the from the sub the subtitles I watched. I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, I tried to look up the song on YouTube and I typed in Binks Booze and there's just no results for it. It just everything was trying to be Binks Sake, which that mm-hmm. makes more sense. But I feel like Binks Brew for the dub seems like a way to like make it rhyme tone, that and like tone it down a little bit. Yeah, because I, I brew I mean, is a is a little. I guess it's one of those weird. I I don't know how it's less like, specific. Yeah, well, Binks booze is definitely just alcohol. Yeah, booze is explicitly alcohol. Brew can be if you know what yeah. the song's about. But uh, yeah, sake is also particularly specific. 
Um, but yeah, it's a fun little song he starts playing, and everyone knows it. it yeah. it's, it's weird because we only know it in this arc, but it's regarded as a classic that every pirate knows. I, I, I love it that Luffy, he's like, oh, you know the song? He's like, yeah, Shanks loved this song. Like, oh, yeah, he, he talks... He says Shanks's crew uh, played it a lot. I would, I would, I, I know that like this was probably not a thing decided at the beginning of the show, but I would have loved if it was like in the first episode and we just hadn't heard yeah. it since then. Yep. God, that, that'd be really good. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things that I think are in One Piece's pockets for for the future. I was reading some some Twitter threads about it uh, this morning. I just like someone be like, what's what's your favorite thing about? one piece that you think will come up near the end that's super important and um i won't say my 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 favorite one um i have a couple actually i think i've talked about some of them on the show but um regardless there's there's i don't think we've talked enough about certain details for me to say one um anyways god i'm just thinking about the next year of this podcast (laughs) you know my favorite thing that I know is going to come back later is that there's a treasure left by a pirate named Gold <laughs> Roger. <laughs> Man, I can't wait for that to come up again. Uh, you you uh, know? Oh yeah, I, I hear I hear that's come up pretty recently. Actually, that there's a treasure <laughs> called the One Piece. I haven't been reading the manga, but I hear that's a big deal. <laughs> you know, my favorite part about these uh these chunk of flashbacks episodes is mm. uh. When a character's like catchphrase is directly tied to trauma, that's fun. Yeah, this <laughs> show does that a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to think because I remember there being a lot of things like that. Like that's kind of how I consider the windmill guy from from Arlong Park. Like he he had the windmill because it made the the little girls laugh, and then yeah. he just wore it all the time. <laughs> yeah, and um, it'd be different if like we heard Robin do the laugh all the time. But it's yeah. really just in the flashbacks. Um, but yeah, even that's, I, like, super depressing. Yeah. 378 ends with Brooke, like, crying, which is a, a weird sight to see a, a skeleton cry. It's um, so effective, though. Like, that animation is. is stellar. Yeah. And then we cut to flashbacks of him meeting Laboon and the adventures with Laboon. Yeah, my note for 379 just says Laboon. Um, Because, I I, I mean, there's like... We could be specific about their adventures. Uh, A lot of it is just like... They're just sailing. Yeah, they're just sailing. And then the captain of uh, Brooke's ship, the Rumbar Pirates is what they are. Did they change that anything for the dub? That seems like a name they'd like change like a letter or something for. No, I'm pretty sure it's still Rumbar. Okay. But yeah, the the first episode is really just them sailing with 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 him or with with Laboon. They try to get him to stay behind because the Grand Line is 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 too too rough for this baby boy. Um, I don't remember what sea they're from. I think it's West Blue. Yeah, they're West? from West Blue. I, I I liked the the whole thing because they they were able to establish like their bond with Laboon without like. Mm-hmm showing us a grand adventure because they're just like the captain's just like hey brooke play that song i like and he plays binks booze or whatever and there's a whale who's really into it and everyone's just like oh cute a baby whale's following us and then as they're like sailing through the seas like they're getting into they're getting into trouble and then there's like oh shit we gotta save laboon those sea kings are trying to kill him 
or trying to get eat him or like he's 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 cheering us on as we're fighting this other crew or something and it's it's cute and Laboon's just there yeah. happy. He's like their mascot. Yeah. And uh, it's great. He's just following along. He makes a specific bond with with Brooke because he's usually playing the music. Um, Although the entire crew does as well. Like, that's the whole thing about the Rumbar Pirates is they all fucking jam. Yeah, that's that's a sick fucking crew. I Mm. I think I can't remember the exact time where he says it, but I think it's when stuff is getting sad. Yeah, it's near the end. I I know what you're thinking about. uh, How to join the pirates, you just got to be. You gotta gotta be able to jam with them. Like that's yeah, a requirement. Like, he just wants people who want to party and play music. I, I think that the dub is like, yeah, anyone can join the Rumbar Pirates as long as you love music. Is I think yeah. what the the line was in the dub. Yeah, but they 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 try to get Laboon to stay in West Blue when they go over the Reverse Mountain, and they make it over Reverse Mountain, and then realize that Laboon is with them still. Like he followed anyway. The, the absolute mad lad. Um, he's a little banged up, though. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got some scratches on him, and their ship is pretty fucked up, so they repair their stuff with Crocus at Reverse Mountain, our old buddy Crocus. Yep. Um, remember him? And uh, essentially, they after they fix it up, they, they decide to make this promise that Laboon should stay at Reverse Mountain, and they will just, they promise to come back and see him when their trip is done. They say that it'll be a year, I think. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know if they say one or two years, but they say, like, it's a, it's a short amount of time compared to 50. Yeah. Um, but they leave him there, and they go off, and they die. Which is the, the, short, the short version. The, uh, the, the first episode, 379, ends with just like a, a hard cut to, to, to despair, uh, but then 380 kind of details it. Um, yeah, I th- like first we see Brooke just kind of is unclear when I think that kind of helps what it's demonstrating. Uh, but he's just walking around as a skeleton. Uh, the ship is filled with skeletons. We see him looking at like a million skulls of all of his friends. Yeah. And he like, he fucking, he's packed all of the skeletons into like a giant into like an area with just a bunch of caskets like it's mm-hmm. really like that's that's a heart harrowing image it's not only did like him and his friends die but then he came back to life and then like put them to rest in a way like that's yeah. fucked up that's yeah. like that's like some crazy trauma i cannot imagine like having to deal with something like that yeah, <laughs> it's 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 unreal. Like the way he's introduced is like he's this funny skeleton man, isn't it? Isn't it real funny that like his fruit was to come back to life, but it took him a year to find his body. So now he's a yeah. made a skeleton, wacky. But then like yeah, they really let it sink in. Yeah, he came back as a skeleton, and then he was in a ship filled with all of his the skeletons of all of his friends who are dead. Yeah. And and then we get to like witness uh, his. his 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 final moments with them um in this way but uh i i really like the the first half of the episode is him like just like van- random snippets of him trying to exist on the ship alone yeah he, he like makes jokes and he's like it's okay i i'm not sad even i i'm having fun even if i'm all by myself 
Um, and it's simultaneously funny and uh, terribly depressing, which is when One Piece is the strongest, in my opinion. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's he's just wandering around on the ship. He has like there's like one really really sad dream where he's like he thinks all of his crew is back in there, and he's like, oh, the, all all of the skeleton stuff was the nightmare, and then he realizes he is alone, and it. Oh, yeah, kicks me into the dirt. And then I think it's the, uh, I think it's like near the eye catch or something when, like we 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 cut back to him in the present, and then um we we kind of get the story of how they all died. Yeah, which it starts it's... with their captain getting sick. Yeah, and. I really want to know if that's the same disease that Nami was sick with. I because think it would be a. I don't know. I don't know what that coincidence would do for the story. Um, it, it wouldn't do anything. I, I. I do. I. Here's. Here's what I think it would be. Uh. Here's part of why I would like it if it was something like that because what I think a lot of this show Brooks joining the crew and like his history shows is he shows like he has experience with with the norm for a crew in the grand line. Everything goes to shit and everyone fucking dies. It sucks. This is a terrible place where people sh- probably shouldn't go. So like, and but Luffy when they first, has made it. <laughs> yeah. And when they first enter the grand line, like one of the first things they do, and then Nami gets sick. Like, and mm-hmm. they, they, they almost went down the same path because their navigator almost got, like got sick and almost died from it. Mm-hmm. So like, it's, and it could have spread to everyone and gotten worse. Yeah, but Luffy carried her up a snowy mountain, and she's fine. Yes, <laughs> and now they and now they have a doctor, and yes. um, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think I, I think it's interesting that like yeah, Brooke has been through so much shit, and he is kind of all all of these super sad things, and then he's faced with Luffy, who has also been through them, and arguably worse if we're thinking about Inish Lobby. Uh, yeah. and, but, but he's like, look how fucking happy that boy is. Yeah. Like, and look how much everyone loves him, including Brooke and Laboon. Yeah. But yeah, so everyone starts to get sick. The captain tries to get them to leave him behind and just, you know, exist without him. And I, it seems like they don't. <laughs> and slowly yeah. they all get sick and slowly they all start to start to die. Um, and um, it's it's th- these scenes are cut together in a way that I really really like. I think it makes them super powerful. But in the present, Brooke pulls out a a dial, a a conch shell with the most depressing MP3 stored on it because he's like, I want to play along with this accompaniment when I play this song. Uh, and I think he says it was recorded to play for Laboon. Yeah. Also, apparently, the tone dials, the 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 sound recording dials, are apparently super rare. But Luffy's like, ah, I've been to Skypea. Um, but Brooke always has this on him. He planned to play it for Laboon, and he's going to play it and play alongside it for, for everyone now. And Luffy likes it. So then we we then we cut back to when he recorded it, which is the last moments he was alive. <laughs> Yeah, and like all of his friends, it's it's fucked up. Like it's real fucked up. 
like they've been like they showed a bunch of stuff of of like them getting into like dog fights at the sea and all sorts of like different stuff that they got into while on the grand line after separating from the captain and they're just like f- dying as and they're like mm-hmm. all right boys let's play the song one more time as we go out like as just the Ugh. like we we got to cuz they're like a crew member's like hey man so do you, do you even know if your fruit works? Like, how does that do it? Brooks is like, I've never died before, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so it's like, I, this is this will be my first time. But yeah, so they whoever's still standing plays, you know, their final rendition of the song, whatever Liquid Binks has, depending on your your localization, <laughs> and it's so so the crew singing it the final time is intercut with. Everyone singing it in the present with Brooke and Luffy and yeah. everything. And I just think it's really... And then also they start to cut in times that the Rumbar Pirates played it. Yeah. In good times. And I think it's just like this interesting movement of like... The most traumatic experience Brooke has had... That he is thinking about and recontextualizing the song with... This new life he gets to have. And yeah. he, he replaces the bad memories... With the good memories he used to have of the Rumbar Pirates, because now he knows Laboon is there and he will get to him, and all of this was worth it. Are Are you excited for episode uh, two thousand forty two, where they go back to Laboon and he plays the song for Laboon? Yeah, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> that's That's something that always scares me about. Like, I'm far from it, but when when the sh- when the series is like winding down and ending. They're not just gonna be. They're not just gonna be like, oh yeah, they went back and did those things they said they would. They're gonna fucking show us. Yeah, and no, it's we, gonna I, be devastating. That's the weirdest thing about like. I think we've had this exact conversation on the show before. That's the. That's my biggest like, in interest in the ending of this show is: will it all culminate conveniently in one spot so we get it all, or will we see an extensive epilogue of like a, a victory lap? Will we see you know an older Luffy? Going back to Laboon, will we will we see all these things spread out yeah. for time, or will Raftel be under Reverse Mountain like everyone thinks, and it'll just be convenient? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, I g- can't wait to find out in the next uh, eight to ten years. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I kind of believe Oda when he says that. You know, we're we're kind of getting there. <laughs> um, I should catch up. I, I've been uh, behind for quite a while. And I keep seeing shit about the manga on Twitter, and it's fucking me up. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I see people talk about it, and they're like, "Oh shit, this crazy fucking wild reveal just happened." Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. It doesn't necessarily mean or answer anything. It's just everyone's interest is peaked at once. Um, <laughs> there's a there's so much shit in One Piece. That that sequence ends with uh, the saddest shit possible, where Brooks like. Oh, we're down to just a quartet. Now yeah, it, that's fucked up. Like people now a are dropping trio, like a trio, yeah. duet, and then solo, and then he dies. Yep. But uh, he, you know, he's like, I will come back to life somehow, and I will return this. I will, I will play this for Laboon somehow. And um, now in the present, he knows exactly how he's gonna gonna go with Luffy, his new his new friend, his new captain. Actually, like I said, happens in 381, where he swears his fealty to our old boy Luffy. 
Which is our last episode of this episode. Um, it is. 380, 381. Skull joke. <laughs> he makes one. Um, I actually, I really love how, like, serious and dire, like, the tone is where they're like, you know what, I, you know, like, it's, like, it's, it's really heartwarming what Brooke has been through and that he's going to be okay and he's going to return this conch cell MP3 to, to Laboon. And then it hard cuts to a joke where he opens the skull open <laughs> and puts it inside. Um, that skull joke works for me. And then and it, just as, as quick and snappy as it was the first time, Brooke is like, hey, can I still join your crew? And Luffy's like, yeah, of course. And then everyone uh, <laughs> screams in shock, which is yeah surprising because I'm like, what did you expect? That's the wacky joke with Zoro. Like it shows everyone's reactions, and then Nami and Zoro pop up, and like Nami has it, and Zoro's just asleep. That's really yeah. funny. That's really yeah. good. It, it, it's I, I'm glad they include his sleeping reaction. Um, Robin then, laughs. I like I, I I always like Robin's reactions to stuff because it's just. She just always has like a pleasant this will be interesting type chuckle and it yeah. makes me happy. She um she she views Luffy the way I view certain directors where uh, just like I just put my unbridled trust in them like <laughs> you know like Lu- Robin's like if Luffy wants to bring him on I trust Luffy it's a great idea. And I'm like <laughs> if if James Cameron has six avatar stories to tell I trust James Cameron I'll see them. <laughs> but Anyways, he's in the crew now. He fully introduces himself and says, I'm a wanted man. This is fucking cool. <laughs> I love this moment, yeah. Also, I, I, it's good that we've reached this point where he's, you know, a, a, you know, he's bringing his own bounty and wanted poster so we don't have to go a while where no one has one. Yeah. Because it was a big deal that everyone had one in, in uh, the end of Water 7. Um, he's like, I'm a wanted man. I, uh, 33 million bounty and... Uh, his poster is, of course, him with skin. Yeah, you know this is like this is like a minor thing, and I think it's mostly just a missed opportunity for for bad jokes. <laughs> is um, I I kind of wish they didn't show us what Brooke looked like as a human at all. Like we only saw like the back of his head in scenes and stuff, because I I feel like it'd be a fun joke for at least for me for Luffy to try and figure out what Brooke used to look like. I think the fact that he still is so much hair and he's always wearing he's always wearing sunglasses. I think like we only we like you know he has a big smile and he wears sunglasses. I mean, it's kind of he's kind of slash. Um, yeah, but he yeah. I, I think I I I don't disagree with you, but I also think it's good the way it is. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It is fine. It's just like hmm. I want Luffy to like point at something and be like, "Is that what you looked like?" And then it does, it's because Luffy's bad at like thinks that Sanji's poster looks just like him kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it's just really bad comparisons. Yeah. <laughs> Similarly, we could have had a joke where it's like he sees the poster and it's like, "That doesn't look like you." <laughs> yeah, you're a skeleton man. <laughs> oh, Wouldn't that'd be fucked up if they showed us uh, Kid Brook and he's just a tiny little skeleton. <laughs> he's just Sans. God. <laughs> fucked up um he would be i mean he's kind of already papyrus but i i like papyrus if papyrus had the voice of brooke and said skull joke it would be in character <laughs> yes um who knows if if toby fox was in any way inspired by brooke but 
uh probably not anyways we oh no oh no you found you found it you found a comic of the two together <laughs> the, the, the the back and forth of yohohos and yes horse hands um Brooke would love spaghetti oh absolutely isn't doesn't papyrus also have a joke where he keeps something in his skull i have not played enough undertale to know sound off in the comments um join the orange ghost discord service write write a write a itunes review that says yes or no to my question um five stars but yeah no the the internet is abound with undertale brook jokes um good this is yeah there's, there's good shit out there um but anyways, speaking of the very sad things, uh, the Usopp and Frankie make a grave for all of the all of the Rumbar pirates for Brooke, and he mentions that uh, he's happy, like it, it's it's okay to do it here because Thriller Bark was like it, like it has soil from the West Blue, which is where they're from, and the thousand. He also apparently that says the Thousand Sunny isn't big enough to to do it. Glad we, I'm glad we don't have to see him like carrying skeletons from one boat to to the dirt um yeah that'd be fucked up but he has them so i guess i have to think about it <laughs> um so they leave uh not brooke but they, they, they leave brooke there he uh plays some music at the grave before zoro shows up he's awake now he he leaves his um broken sword here since he's done with it now they this is this is really their conversation where brooke's like hey Oh yeah, Brooke knows. By the way, Brooke saw what happened to um to, to Zoro at, at, with with Kuma, and he doesn't say anything about it. Uh, but he uh he's like, oh well, I I officially joined the crew, Zoro, and Zoro's like, oh, bummer for you. <laughs> yeah, <it> sucks. <laughs> yeah, things get pretty rowdy here. I just died, and and Brooke's like, that's okay. I've died before too, but uh that. That's that's the first half of the the episode, and then the second half has a bunch of shit. Um, sure does. Uh, you know, I'm looking at how long we've been recording, and I'm like, oh, this will be a short episode. But who knows? We might still reach that two hour mark. Um, <laughs> but the second half of this episode is the Straw Hats getting ready to leave. Um, but uh, everyone's seeing them off. So first we got Lola, who's um, who who's uh, you know, is like, hey. Sorry to see you go. Wish we could have hung out longer. Frankie uh, fixed up Brooke's old ship for them to, to use. Lola asks Frankie to marry her. And he's nice about it. He says no. Yeah, he's, I, like, I, he's like, you're a gym, but I just, I can't settle down. I'm too super. Oh, the, he, he says something similar in the official subtitles. He says, you would be quite the catch. But I can't. I'm afraid I'm just too cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, can you imagine who, <laughs> which One Piece Straw Hat member is most likely to to, to marry Lola? Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, that's um, that that's that's that joke. I I I was pleasantly surprised at how nice Frankie was about it. Um, like it, it didn't feel like as mean of a joke as it was before. Yeah. But uh, Lin Lola gives them a Viva card. If you remember what those are, I don't know if we talked about it much when it came up in Alabasta. But it's I don't th- I I don't even think they called it that when Ace gave Luffy 
the piece of paper. I don't remember what they called it. I think this might be Oda renaming it. I might have also said Fever Card on this podcast when we did it, because uh, I, I knew. But uh, at least when they showed the flashback, Ace, because I remember that's kind of how I remember Ace being like, he's he's just like this piece of paper will bring us together one day. Yeah, he might he might just not say what it is. Um, like here's a piece of paper, Luffy. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, so Lola explains it, which we didn't get any explanation for it before, but she is like, it's also called like life paper or something. Yeah. But she says, basically there's a weird place that lets you make this special paper that responds to a person's life force. So basically like when left alone, the paper will start to float back to the person it's attached to. And the paper responds to the condition they're in. She's like, you can't destroy it. You know, it won't burn or anything. And uh, she she gives them... Lola gives Nami a card for Lola's mother. She says that her... Uh, she, she talks about going somewhere. And she says that these cards are only made in the new world. So Nami's like, oh, you've been to the new world. And Lola's like, ha, I'm from the new world. Uh, my... Up. My my mom is is a, is a is a pretty powerful pirate, and Lola gives her this card for her mom and is like, "Hey, if anything's happening, you know, if you need anything, go to my mom. She'll help you out." And she so she gives her part of this card. She writes Lola on it. Says, "If you see my mom, tell her I'm doing okay," uh, which is nice. And then Luffy's sitting here listening to all this shit, and he's like, "I have a weird piece of paper that I've had for." you know, 200 episodes and he pulls it out of his hat. Cause he's had it like under the red lining, I think. And he, uh, pulls it out and he's like, I think I have one of those from Ace and he pulls it out and it's like burning up and shrinking. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's extremely fucked up. And Lola's like, Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> Nami's like, I thought they don't burn. And Lola's like, Oh yeah. But I mean, they do in response to the, the, the person being in a bad situation so that's terrifying. Um, yeah. Luffy talks about it a little later, but he for now he just puts it away and the the straw hats, you know, set sail. It's it's like mostly a gag sequence, but Luffy's like, we're going to Fishman Island. That oh, place sounds yes. like fun. Which they're definitely going to, I bet. Um That is one hundred percent their next destination. <laughs> And uh, so they're like, oh, we were on Fishman Island before we got stuck uh, on Thrilla Bark. It's a real sweet, sweet place. You're going to have so much fun there. Yeah, and that's that's uh, that's how I think Nami puts together there from the New World. Or they've been to the New World or yeah. something. And, but um, uh, yeah, they've been there. That's neat. And the, there's just like the, the gag of, because Sanji is, wants to... Google the mermaids. Uh, mm -hmm. Brooke, Brooke is just like, do you think, do you think I could ask the mermaids to show me their panties? Which I think is, is funny. And then what, one of the guys in the Risky Brothers, he's like, no, the mermaids don't wear them. And then like blood shoots out of uh, their uh -huh. noses, which is funny from Brooke. But I think he says something just nonchalantly. This is the yeah, first time sure she do. has been mentioned is they're more beautiful than the pirate empress Boa Hancock, which. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wrote that down. I was like, oh, they're just going to casually bring up Hancock. 
How cool. I thought she wasn't canon. So I talked about her before. Yeah, she'll probably come up again. I don't know. No. <laughs> he's just fucking. He's just like, yep, they're uh, they're they're more beautiful than her. And I I like uh, Robin's reaction to them, like to Sanji and Brooke freaking out that they don't wear underwear, and she's she's like, they're fish. Don't, 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 isn't the bottom half like fish parts? Yeah. Like, how would they? <laughs> if, if, a, if a mermaid would wear panties, would it be like this or like this? Uh, <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry, Plaquas. <laughs> Someone's gonna make that. Um, it probably exists. Uh, oh, sure. But yeah, that's their next goal is Fishman Island. I forgot about that exchange, mm-hmm. but I did write down the, the thing about Boa Hancock. I wonder if she'll come up again. Um, but I mean, you know, sometimes they say things that just don't like are completely throwaway. Like, uh, you know, Jinbei's never coming back. So why did they say his name in Arlong Park? I don't know. Uh, anyways, that's. That's really it. They leave, um, and there's some weird scene saying that there are even bigger dangers in Thriller Bark. Isn't it great that they didn't encounter it? And these, like, big spooky eyes out in the darkness? <sighs> yeah, because yeah, those were there, like, when they first ar- arrived around the, like, spooky clouds, weren't they? I don't remember. Seeing this, I completely forgot this. So, it just kind of makes me terrified for the inevitable ending of this uh, show, as everything that hasn't come up yet does, but but yeah, I don't I don't know. It's <laughs> very strange, and I do not know what it means. <laughs> Many fears. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's one final sequence of this episode as they're setting sail, and it's Nami asking about Ace, and because uh, they're all like, "Hey, we're fine with a detour. Like we um, you know, we can." You could take a break. Brooke makes a, a line that I like uh, a lot about, like, clearly time is, is no circumstance for me or getting back to Laboon. Yeah. And Frankie's like, I want to meet Luffy's brother. I want to meet a big whale, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Luffy uh, is, is very confident that Ace can take care of himself, and he'd rather meet him when he's at full strength. And he says... I'm pretty sure if I saved Ace, he would just get mad at me a little bit because he doesn't like yeah. being, he doesn't like being seen at his weakest. So uh, that that's his resolve that he'll he's not he's just going to continue with his journey and uh, there's uh, I don't know he if they, puts his faith in a strong brother. I don't know if it's the way that they uh, uh, worded it in the dub, but he Luffy says that he's like. The next time we meet, we're gonna ha- we're gonna be like enemy. We're gonna be like enemy pirates. So yeah, he's like as make pirates sure both at full strength. As pirates, they're they're technically rivals. Um, and which I, yeah, I, sure. I like. I even like even though they were friends the last time. I'm I'm sure the the one time we're gonna see Lu- unless it's happened and you're not, you're not gonna tell me, which is also fine. But I feel like the one time we're. At, I like that Luffy, like, he has a full understanding of, like, this is what happens. Like, when he fought Usopp, he was not, like, holding back, like, oh, no, I can't hurt my friend. Oh, this sucks. Yeah, like, no, he, he he has this very steadfast understanding of, like, like pirate code honor or something. Yeah, and it's like, like I, 
I feel like like stuff like that constantly happening is going to like lead up to an emotionally devastating part where he's going to have to murder Shanks to like fulfill his dream or something. Well, like, Luffy that's, doesn't that's kill my people. One fear, or like like he's going to have to like beat the shit out of Shanks, or like something. It's going to involve something happening with Shanks that that's when he's finally going to be like, oh fuck, I don't know if I can do this, and it's going to hurt inside. Yeah, <laughs> Shanks is easily the the thing for me that makes me like. Like, that's the thing I think I have the most interested question marks floating around my head on, like, how things are going to culminate. Because 90% of people in One Piece that I think Luffy will fight, he will have no issue fighting. Like, it'll be difficult, they'll be strong, but, like, Shanks is the only one that I think he really might have to fight that would be, like, morally difficult for him. Yeah. Or... He might not have to, I guess things like, or will he have to fight them? Will Shanks end up fighting someone else? That'll that'll be bad. Um, I don't know if Shanks is really after the the One Piece. Because, like, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Emperors later. But, it you know, doesn't really seem like a lot of people care about it that much. <laughs> They're just strong pirates. But, yeah, I don't know. Shanks is... Shanks is interesting. I don't, I don't know what'll happen. <laughs> One day we'll know. One day we'll catch up, and this will be a much different podcast. One fear. Yeah. One day, one piece. One sky, one destiny. But uh, they, this episode ends with with that conversation. They share a toast to Brooke joining, and um, they yeah, they, they take let Chopper have alcohol. He's twelve years old. Maybe it's, it's, prob- up. it's probably apple juice. I don't know. But yeah, they do all know. have a they, big cup. You're right. And they're all, I made sure to check. I paused. It was like, is all this liquid the same color? It sure is. <laughs> I'm saying that could still be apple juice. <laughs> I just, I also like, like the idea of it'd be, it'd be funny to see drunk chopper. Give chopper a sippy cup. 2019. <laughs> Fuck. It's 2020 now. Can't make that joke anymore. <laughs> maybe maybe by the time we're in like March I'll know what year it is cuz I still keep saying this year when I'm talking about like movies that came out 4 months ago. <laughs> it's fucked up. Can't believe Stampede was snubbed at the Oscars. <laughs> um but uh, after that they they take their big coup to burst to blast forward on their next adventure and uh we get to see Brooke being like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Why are we flying? And then they then they land. Um, or actually, we don't see them land. We just see them blast off till to next time. And yep. uh, um, next time we'll be doing three eighty five through three ninety two. We're gonna be skipping some filler. Unfortunately, we don't get to see Foxy. Um, uh, but fuck but yeah, fuck fuck Foxy. Uh, let me. I think. Let me double check. Yes. Yeah, so three eighty five is titled "Arriving at the Halfway." Through the Grand Line, the Red Line. Oh, they're um, halfway there. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Halfway show us halfway done. over. Um, yeah, it's we're at what? Well, that'll be three eighty-five. So we'll be ending up with like seven hundred episodes, definitely. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm excited to start the next chunk um, where we get into uh, definitely the arrival of Fishman Island, and nothing terrifying will happen to anyone ever. This show is exclusively good vibes. 
Um, there's a there's a one, one thing I, I I forgot to point out in their party that I loved when they're partying and after Brooke has joined the crew but they're still in the party is when when Brooke does his forty five degree angle thing like mm-hmm. he does that and then Luffy is just like hysterically like dying laughing like he's crying he has like snot coming out of his nose and his tongue's flying out of his mouth. It's so so goofy that that Brooke is just going forty five degrees and he makes a triangle. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's just the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> I love Brooke. Um, but yeah. So so next time we will uh, see if the crew makes their way to to Fishman Island. Maybe we'll make uh, some new friends. Maybe oh, maybe they'll get a mermaid. Yeah yeah. Maybe we'll meet. A specific group of 11 people next time on the podcast. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's, let, you know, we got some time. Um, how? Uh, let's talk about overall. Like, how do you feel about Thriller Bark as an arc? Uh, it's, I, I liked it a lot. It's, uh, I, I think going into it, I think we compared it to uh, Skypea a lot. Because it feels like better Skypea in a way. It's, it's. I don't want to. I don't want to discredit Skypea, but it's so specifically yeah. contained. Because yeah, that's the thing. They're like in a specific air. Er- they're like in a contained area for a time, and they're like discovering as they go along, and they get kind of dragged into this conflict that's mm-hmm. happening here. Yeah, because Wa- Water Seven is is really built around like a big city that isn't like a contained place. Like yeah. The, the the issues there are different, and then they end up leaving. It's just there's kind of nothing like uh, Water Seven and and Yuslabi, frankly. But uh, I I think One Piece is gonna try and pull something off like that again before it's over. And boy, am I worried. Um, but yeah, I think you know my my opinions on on Thriller Bark are mostly the same. I think the good parts hit really hard. They mostly outweigh the stuff I hate. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I still walk away thinking, damn, one piece is good. And then that's because it ends so strongly. Like I love the emotional beats of, you know, the, the ending fights and Zora's big moment and, uh, Brooke joining the crew and Laboon yeah. and the horror to come with Ace's Viver card burning up. I'm sure it's nothing. It's that's, fine. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's it. So we're going to, we're going to plug our stuff as we usually do. And at the end, I will ask Jory what they think is going to happen next time. Um, I put it at the end to, to make you listen to the plugs. Um, but, but before then I get to ask Jory, where could people find you on the internet? Oh, oh boy. You can find me on Twitter at no, I'm Jory. I have two pot other podcasts here in the orange groves. Uh, there's Citizen Hank, which I'm trying to figure out with, with my how my current life schedule is. If I, one would be a good time to get more recorded for that. But you can listen to me talk about all of season one of King of the Hill with some friends. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a good time. I uh, got a, a boost in numbers when uh, I tweeted at a po- a podcaster to be on the show, and then he never responded to my reply oh, no. to DM, which that's fine. I don't blame him. Knowing who he, the kind of person he is, I feel like he, he, he just forgot or like 
was not in a state of mind to respond and then forgot or something. Um, it, it, it do be like that. And then my other podcast, which we've been uh, uncomfortably absent for like three months now, just because uh, we're working on uh, a, a re rebrand, re uh, reformatting of the show because neither of us have the time to watch and talk about everything with uh, Cameron not being a neat anymore and then me having school and a job so like we're both doing school and work so it's like Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how we're gonna talk about wrestling in some capacity soon Mm -hmm. we think we're gonna just like talk about wrestling related movies and things but we're gonna record i think tomorrow actually nice which means nothing to you listener (laughs) because by the time uh you've you've listened this has been edited and posted um It'll be way past tomorrow when we recorded, but there should mm. probably be something new on that feed for the nice. first time in three months. So <laughs> there's that. Sounds Find good. that on on the uh, Casual Wrestling Fan Podcast. Where where can we find you and the things you do? Uh, oh, Twitter or, or other social media too. I, I I'm Ghost of Joe anywhere that I happen to be. Um, it's 4:20 right now. Blaze it. Uh, I make I make a couple other podcasts. Um, or lately, all I've been plugging is Got It Memorized uh, for a couple of reasons. We just did a, a special episode recounting all of Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, because the Remind DLC is coming out, um, and then we'll be covering that. We're also very excited about what's coming after the Remind DLC. It is not relevant. It is not timely. It is not Kingdom Hearts. Uh, and we are <laughs> we are stoked to do something that we both love, um, and we we think will be a lot of fun, um, and we'll probably from, uh, be doing it for for most of 2020, if I had to guess. From from my like minor knowledge of the the thing that you two will be covering for that, I feel like the name "Got It Memorized" still applies. I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's still um, yeah, it's you know, it's in a similar enough vein, and I think it's very similar to Kingdom Hearts, where it's a thing that Wheels and I both already love um and we can enjoy and respect and poke fun at um yeah. which is yeah just a really specific connection of of ways that we we talk about media um the world ends with you is kind of a uh, an interesting departure because it's really well written and emotionally effective um and that's weird because usually we're stuff that we're, we're used to how is this so emotionally effective when they didn't write a second act with 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 <laughs> kingdom hearts I don't think that'll be. A, I, I think there's a second act to the next game we're covering, uh, but it is a video game. Um, patrons of that podcast already know because they've seen our incredible artwork for the next uh, season. Um, but uh, yes. but yeah, that's that's that. That podcast is called Got It Memorized, also on the Orange Groves uh, Podcast Network. Um, and that's yeah, I think that's 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 my plug. Have have we plugged uh, Champs in the Making on this podcast? I don't. Think so. Um, I, that's a good. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, there's a new. Because it was a, on the public feed last time recorded, but I don't even think we talked about it. Who could say? Um, but there is a podcast called Champs in the Making, which is a Pokemon ranking podcast with an absurdly large bracket. Uh, we're gonna rank every. All of them. We're gonna rank every every Pokemon. We updated it with the Galar Pokedex um, sometime. Recently, um, but it's been exclusive to the Orange Groves Patreon, which I recommend supporting because it helps us 
host, um, you know, new and and existing shows uh, by by the creators. Um, and we're working towards getting uh, transcription services for podcasts. Uh, but the two dollar level gets you stuff cut out of shows, um, including this one, including all the other ones. And the ten dollar level gets uh, bonus episodes for other stuff. So that includes every episode of Champs in the Making that has been made. Um, but it's also got a public feed now, which means twice a month you can hear very outdated episodes uh, as <laughs> as they go. So they'll, they'll always be on the Patreon quite a bit early. Um, recently had a nice guest uh, from from you know Waypoint, and um, that'll probably be out in like June <laughs> in the public feed. Um, but yeah, that's that's a nice podcast that I recommend checking out. Um, you can also support this show on Patreon to get episodes early uh and other bonus episodes um we we've been doing movie commentaries we'll we'll do something different when we um run out of non-spoilery uh movie commentaries but this month we have to watch the alabaster recap movie um which you'll remember i watched for the normal podcast and hated um so we'll (laughs) we'll get into that at some point we haven't scheduled it quite yet but that'll be fun so thank you to our patrons for the month of January. Uh, Adam, Andrew, Chad, Clueless Wanderer, Damien, Jay Harkins, Cat, another person named Cat, Kyle, Lucas Martin, Peter, Stella, Stephen, and Ricky the Dirty Kid. Ooh. Always save thank them you. for last. Thank you so much. You'll, you'll be hearing this before everyone else. And if you're listening to this in the public feed, you could listen to this a couple days early for just a dollar. Um, our only goal right now is to try and make two of these a month and, uh, hold up, hold up. What's up? <laughs> That's not the only goal. Oh shit. We also got the goal to smoke weed with Luffy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, so, so, so currently, yeah, if we, if we get to a hundred a month, we'll, uh, we'll just pour that money into paying an editor. Uh, you know, we already actually have this, an editor for this show. Uh, shout out to wheels for editing this show. Um, but when we reach that goal, we'll be able to uh, afford to, to edit two of these a month. And that frees up time for us to watch the show and live our lives um, without me having to, to edit so much a month. Yeah. Um, but yes, yes. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. We do have that very absurd goal. No idea what it means, but we'll figure it out if we happen <laughs> to uh, to to get four twenty a month. Um, I'll I'll look up like Colleen Clinkenbeard's agent or something and uh, <laughs> get them on the show somehow. But uh, anyways, um, that's the episode. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter as well at We Are Watching OP. You can support at Patreon at patreon.com slash We Are Watching OP. Um, links to those will be in the show notes as always. And uh, I, I, I oh, you can also join the Orange Groves Discord server to uh, chat about this show. Uh, use spoiler tags for for future One Piece stuff. And um, yeah, I think that's I think that's all the stuff. So now I get to say, Jory, what do you think's gonna happen next time on One Piece? Okay, uh, do do you want me to talk about what how I think the next arc is gonna go, or just like next chunk of episodes? Um. Because I, I have I have Deep a both. good idea for, for an arc. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to conveniently land right outside of Fishman Island. They're going to they're going to meet the new crew member right away. She's going to be a mermaid. And then we're going to get a funny gag where Brooke is like, can I see Pantsu? And then she goes, sure, okay. And then she looks, she's like, oh, wait, I have, I have a tail. And that's going to be the common joke we see is like, 
her forgetting she's a mermaid. And then she's going to have a sad backstory where she didn't know she was a mermaid and didn't fit in on her regular island until she was drifting at sea after a bo- her her school boat got blowed up oh, and she no. landed at Mermaid Island and then she learned why she didn't fit in. And this is definitely what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your that's your arc over over, yeah. over it. All right, cool. There's going to there's going to be an evil like like a uh, it, it turns out the reason that Arlong is a dick is because uh, there's there's a fucked up like like it's gonna be like a fucked up Sea World situation kind of th- allegory type thing where like the Marines are occupying the place but they keep it like a zoo and it's fucked up and weird. Okay. <laughs> I have an imagination. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get to Fishman Island. <laughs> yeah, right away. Absolutely. Um, but you'll just have to listen and find out next time on on the podcast. And until then, to be to be continued. continued. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Marn, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and this is my Milwaukee. And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network. And you can find us at ArgonautsPod.com. Argonautspod.com.